Welcome to the Beers and Bible Podcast, a podcast that explores God's Word while enjoying the fruits of God's creation. You can find us on Instagram at Beers and Bible underscore, on Facebook by searching Beers and Bible Podcast, and on Twitter at Beers and Bible P1. You can also email us at Beers and Bible Podcast at gmail.com. If you enjoy what you hear on Beers and Bible, please consider leaving a five-star rating and a review on your podcast platform to help us promote this podcast. Billy Currington summed it up well when he said, God is great, beer is good, and people are crazy. So let us join our hosts, Michael and Anthony, for this week's discussion. Welcome to episode number 184 of the Beers and Bible Podcast. I am Michael. I'm Anthony. And we're going to drink beer. Yeah. Dang right we are. Dang right we are. because And and we're also going to talk about the Bible. That's the, Yeah, we're going to do that. That's too. the other thing. Yeah. It's what we do. I mean, yeah, we're not changing our formula, so don't ask us to. Because we, tr- we tried to do Bible and beer, like Bible first, then beer. That didn't work out very well. We did that one time. I was just about to ask you if you remember that. <laughs> we reminisced about that about every like 70 episodes or so. We asked that same question. Like, do you remember that one time we swapped it around? So how you doing? What's your, how's your week been? Ooh, What's going man, on? Man, it's been a it's been a busy week for me. Um, work's been crazy busy. I'm um, just trying mm-hmm. to trying to get everything done. We started school back this week uh, yeah. officially. So we're in school now and that is rolling. So the kids have been worn out. Uh, when I get home every day, which is great because now they're not like bouncing off the walls when I get home and I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, they don't make me feel bad for being like the, the sad dad who just wants to sit down and rest for like 20 minutes when he gets home. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like, dad, will I you watch that. TV with us? Yes, I will. <laughs> so, I feel that. Yeah. That's what, that's all we did. I, I mean, we've also been battling the 115 degree heat. Still, is that the heat index or that's the heat index is okay. 115 degrees. I got in my truck the other day after it had run for like 15 minutes and it was still 100 degrees in my truck. Golly, it was bad. Heat the heat is, is pretty bad this year. We were in the mid 80s today. It felt so. I was outside for a little bit. The wind, the, the there's a nice little breeze. It, it almost felt like pleasant. Oh. It's supposed to be up in the 90s this weekend, so we'll be right yeah. back in that same same thing but we i think we're getting a break the next couple of days it's only going to be in the low 90s for the actual temperature but the heat index is still going to be over 100 there you go that's amazing (laughs) so how are you guys doing we're good man um oldest son's first week of kindergarten is almost over Mm. um yeah that started last they they start school on a friday here what's up with that and then they start on Friday, then you have the weekend, and then you go back on. It's dumb. I wish they would. I wish they would start on like either Monday or Wednesday, like any yeah. day but Friday. Really would be fine. Um, Why have one day? Right, exactly. But he's enjoying it. He's coming home, telling us, singing songs he's learning at school, which is hilarious. They're like just kindergarten songs, whatever. Yeah. Um, and work has been crazy. We got huge project. We're trying to push a little further along. Um, and just, you know, not being in the 115 degree heat index has been nice. <laughs> we had it for a while. It was pretty, pretty, pretty miserable. Um, but yeah, 
everything's good. We're all we're, we're all good. good. We're yeah, we're fine. So trucking right along. It's what we yep. do, you know. Just make it, it ain't make it happen. <laughs> yep. If it ain't broke. Don't fix it. Dang right. So well, what beer are you gonna drink tonight? So tonight I have from Harpoon Brewery based in I believe Boston, Massachusetts. Boston. Yeah, Boston, Massachusetts. I have the Sticky Bun Stout. Ooh. Um, I've seen this one a couple of different times, and I thought tonight would be the night. Um, it is in... So it's brewed with natural flavors and real sticky buns from Flower Bakery and Cafe. I guess that's a thing up in the Northeast. Yeah. Um, and uh, Harpoon was the brewery that brought us Camp Wanna Mango. Camp Wanna Mango. So I'm hoping that this sticky bun stout is just as good as that one. So uh let's see here. 7.5% nice. ABV. And um there's not really any information about it. Like not a there's not like a cool tagline or anything. Um <laughs> so you can get the sticky buns from the fact from the bakery shipped to your door ready to bake. Like they'll send them to oh. you and you just gotta bake them. So that's cool. That's interesting. I'm Would it be wrong to eat a sticky bun for breakfast and drink a sticky bun beer? That well, they say this beer is best paired with the real thing. Oh, there so, you go. That, I'm not sure if they're like endorsing drinking a beer at 9 a.m. <laughs> Maybe that's more of a 9 p.m. <laughs> thing. Like have it for de- with dessert like or dessert. something. Yeah. So yeah, sticky bun stout. That's what I'm drinking. How about you? What nice. you got? So tonight I have you the you did this one a few weeks ago. I'm uh I'm following in Michael's footsteps once again. Had the main blueberry a couple of weeks ago. Tonight I have the extra sauce lemonade shandy from mm. Parish Brewing. So good. And Michael, I was looking back through it. You gave it four and a half Luthers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I will say this. I know that the the podcast has a strict no IPA policy. Um, however, the lemonade IPA from Parish, which is very similar to this one, it's in the same vein that like even the can because it's the raisin canes can or whatever. Mm-hmm. The no slaw extra toast mm-hmm. IPA is probably the one IPA that I would allow to be back on the podcast if it if it ever came up again. It's probably the only IPA that you would drink. It, it, it's this is true. That's also true. So there's so, take that for what it's worth. I do like that. I've actually gone and bought that one again because I did. I actually did enjoy it. Oh, wow. So uh, I've got the extra sauce lemonade shandy tonight and uh, it comes in at 7% ABV. Um, it's a amped up take on the classic beer lemonade cocktail mixture. So mm. I'm ready. I'm so ready good. to dive into this thing because yeah, I'm, I'm ready to. Well, let's crack them open. Let's do it. Here we go. Three, two, one, crack. Ooh, you are not wrong. Mine smells so sweet. It should. As long as there's not a bit of sticky bun in here, I'll be okay. Mm. So, what is the difference between a sticky bun and a honey bun? Um, like, is there a difference? I don't know. I've never Googled it before. 
I don't. Sticky bun versus honey bun. We're going to find out. Both sticky buns and honey buns call for pecans. However, while honey bun recipes call for, you guessed it, honey, sticky buns call for caramel glaze. There's the difference. Oh, so the the difference is honey versus caramel. Okay. Pretty much. Thanks. Thanks, Google. <laughs> we appreciate you, Google. I've been I've been doing that all day. Days. People are like, how do you what's the difference in this and this? And we're trying to we're trying to determine whether we should use the word past P-A-S-S-E-D or past P-A-S-T. And the difference what was is the you, context. So if you're using it as a verb, you use past P-A-S-S-E-D. Uh-huh. If you're, if you're using it as a about noun or past. adjective. Yeah. yeah, if a noun or adjective, you use P-A-S-T. So, or a time reference, you use P-A-S-T. So, now, you, the more you know, see, we're educational. We're getting educational. Well, man. It, we, time reference would still be a noun. So that's true, yeah. The rule, the rule still applies. Yeah, yeah. So, noun, adjective, or adverb is P-A-S-T. Ironically enough. This thing smells so good. Well, we should turn them up and drink them then. Let's do it. Cheers. Bottoms up. Let's get a good aftertaste. Mm-hmm. Beer. Mine is very... Uh, heavy on like caramel, which I don't hate. I mean, it is sticky buns, and that's caramel. That calls for caramel glaze. So there's that. That's, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Like I can tell. Like, mm. it's there. Ooh, there's a really nice like <laughs> baked bread flavor right there at the end. That's what you, dude. I don't know if I said this. So I was in New Orleans a couple of weeks ago. Did I tell you about my dessert that I had? I'm just now finding out you went to New Orleans. Okay, so we definitely didn't talk about it if you didn't know I went to New Orleans. <laughs> so I went to New Orleans a couple of weekends ago. And uh, and we were eating at a restaurant. It was me and my wife and a couple of friends. We just spent the weekend down there, Sands Kids. And we were eating at this restaurant. And oh, it was a fant- it's like a Cajun restaurant on Bourbon Street. So... Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like, and it was a hole in the wall and I didn't want to look at their, uh, like health rating score because it was probably bad, but the food was fantastic. And so comes down to dessert and we're stuffed. I've had chicken and sausage jambalaya jambalaya, and it was amazing. Um, and he's like, do y'all want dessert? And I'm like, what do you got? And he goes, we have beignet bread pudding. Yep. Mm. I want that. They're all like, I'm too full. I'm too full. I'm like, I don't care. I want that. It's like, if y'all don't need it, I will. So it's beignet. Have you ever had beignets? Maybe. Maybe. I'm familiar okay. with them. Okay. So it's kind of like a donut, but it's it's a little crispier and it's not it's not filled. But you put powdered sugar on top of them. It's a, lot, it's a New Orleans kind of treat. Cafe yeah. du Monde, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So beignets cooked thicker in a bread bread pudding style. Mm-hmm. With a caramel honey whiskey glaze. Oh, that's right. I said honey whiskey glaze. And then topped with uh, ice cream. Holy smokes. 
It was fantastic. Have you Probably had one your of the diabetic? Had. Have you had your diabetic chest test yet? Um, no, and I did not want to get one after I ate that because I definitely I had diabetes. So. Diabetes. You know diabetes. he died. Did he really? Yeah, did he, he died. I mean, of diabetes. It's been, it's been it's been a few years, I think. But <laughs> that's funny. Diabetes. Anyway, <laughs> so how do what do you think about All the right. lemonade shandy? Sauce. Lemonade shandy. Yeah, what do you think? The extra sauce. I like it. It's a little different. I was, I was, maybe I'm psyching myself out here, but I was expecting something a little closer, closer to like a tart or a sour. Mm -hmm. So it's got like this, it's definitely the lemonade, but the beer Pilsner flavor almost offsets it. And it's really nice. Like mm -hmm. it's, um, you know, it's not really too tart, but it's also not, it, the bitterness kind of gets pushed out a little bit. And it's just this mellow, like lemonade, it's it reminds me of uh, mixing lemonade and sweet tea like that. It's similar to that, is what I feel like. Okay, okay, it's really good. I really like it. Um, I think I'm gonna match yours. I'm gonna give it four and a half Luthers because it's pretty good, um, better than good. Uh, but it's not quite. I mean, it's just not quite a five Luther in my book. Um, okay. I feel like it could have just a smidgen. More of the lemon flavor, the lemon Meyer lemon flavor that they brag about in there. So, but all in all, man, it's a great beer, and I'm glad I have three more to drink over the weekend. So, four and a half Luthers for me on the extra sauce lemonade shandy. Well, there you go. Now, sticky buns. So the flavor is really nice. Um, I think what I've found out is that stouts aren't my thing. Because I just went back and looked at all the stouts we've had, and it's only been like we've had this is 184 episodes, and we've had like less than 15 stouts total. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know if stouts are my thing. Um, something about the it's almost way too rich. Yeah. For me, like the flavors are too rich, too desserty. Mm -hmm. Um, all that's like the flavors are good. What I'm sorry, what did you rate the other one? Four and a half? Four and a half, yeah. Okay, sorry, my bad. I didn't update the sheet before yeah. I, so I just saw it. So anyway. <laughs> um so the flavors are nice. The the sticky bun flavor comes through really well. Um you get different waves of flavor as, as you're mm -hmm. drinking it. Um I just personally for me, stouts aren't high up on my list. Okay. And I'm like I I intentionally tried to not get a sour or a cider or mm -hmm. a lager. Um trying to get trying to branch out a little bit because I feel like we've kind of gotten into like this. <laughs> like, we, we're buying I'm, what we like. <laughs> yeah, we're we're buying what we're pretty sure we'll like. Um and you know, the idea is cool. I love the the idea of of brewing with sticky buns like I, I love the idea of that mm -hmm. um flavor is really good it's just it's way too rich for me it, it's yeah. just too rich too thick um, that can happen yeah um all that to say i am going to and i hate doing this to harpoon because they killed camp want mango like that was mm. fantastic that was a yes, great was. drink um in fact if i see it soon i'll remember to buy it um, but I'm going to give the sticky bun stout three and a half liters. I mean, 
and it's good. Like, I'm not saying it's bad. It's just mm-hmm. not for me. Yep. And if you like stouts, you'll probably love this. Maybe if I was sitting on my porch drinking drinking this and smoking a cigar or a pipe or something, maybe I'd feel different about it. Maybe yeah. it needs that thing. Maybe stouts need to be paired with a cigar or pipe or something to I'll, make them better. Yeah, I'll say this. like Stouts are, are not made to be drank, like drink them. Yeah. They're made to be sipped. Yeah. And so I could see, I mean, if it if it's really rich and you're just like, oh gosh, you know, you feel like you're taking yeah. a, a a really thick bite of fudge every time you you take a mm-hmm. sip, you know. Yeah. I could see that. And I could definitely see where stouts get that. You know, you have just it's almost like flavor overload at times. Yeah, it, it's it it's like it's like like I just took a I took a sip while you when you started talking and it's still like I can't get rid of it. Like it's still like <laughs> it feels like it just coated the inside of my mouth. Yeah. It's so rich and with flavor. Mm-hmm. Um but it's just like like for me that's that's not necessarily enjoyable if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Hey man. Um you do it, you. <laughs> it is what it is. I I'm not I'm not going to apologize for nothing. So No. Nope. That was me last Three, week on the busted lip, so. Yeah. <laughs> Did you uh, end up getting rid of those? No, I still have them, but I haven't drank any more of them yet either. So take that for what it's worth. Hey, we're recording on our normal night. I just remembered it's, we didn't mention it's that. It's Thursday. It, it is Thursday. <laughs> Look at that. Look at us. We're doing it. All right. So uh, Anthony giving the extra sauce lemonade shandy from Parrish four and a half Luthers out of five. And me giving Harpoon Breweries Sticky Bun Stout three and a half Luthers out of five tonight. Um, there's our beer review for the week. And after this short break, we're going to continue with Romans. We're going to last week we got the uh, orienting data, the advice for how to read it, kind of an intro to the epistles and the letters. Uh, took care of that last week. So if you haven't listened to that, hit pause here, go back and listen to that. And then come back and hit play on this one. But uh, we'll be right back after this short break. And we are going to get into Romans. We are back from that break, and we are going to dive into the book of Romans tonight. We introduced it to you last week. Hope you get caught up on all of that. And uh, it's going to be this week and probably next week, too. We're going to be walking through chapters and verses, just kind of talking through the book of Romans. I'll be honest with you, man. I love the book of Romans. It's probably one of my mm-hmm. favorite New Testament books. Yeah. Um, Just because it's Paul, and it's like, I mean, it's right after Acts. So you're like, I mean, this is like, this is. Paul in the real right here is what it feels like. And so I love Romans. I've read it a bunch of times and I know some people hate it and some people love it, depending on what it is, uh, what your theological position is. Um, I've known people that love it that disagree with me theologically. So take that for what it's worth. Um, 
but there's a there's there's really going to be kind of like four major sections of Romans once we get into like past chapter one, and uh, and so we're going to walk through those. But we gotta we gotta kind of give the setup. So so let's start the very beginning, the salutation here, the opening of Romans. This is Paul's longest greeting. Um, usually mm-hmm. they're pretty short. This is his longest greeting. He it, it introduces Paul as the author, emphasizes Paul's role as a a servant of Christ. Um, and then it it states the gospel's power for salvation. The gospel is going to be a major theme all the way through the book of Romans. So just keep that in mind. Um, the gospel's power for salvation is highlighted here. It emphasizes that our righteousness is, comes through faith. Um, and it also includes the Gentiles. This is what actually brings the Gentiles in. So the righteousness, um, this is going to begin to contrast the the law versus faith that that kind of is this Hellenistic versus Jewish understanding uh, of salvation. Um, and and we're gonna we're gonna see that fleshed out here uh, in throughout the book. And then the next section, uh, verses eight through fifteen of chapter one, Paul. Uh, goes through his kind of ritualistic thanksgiving and prayer things. You're going to notice this in a lot of his letters where he introduces with the salutation, and then he goes into this, like, I give thanks for section. Um, and so here Paul is expressing gratitude for the Roman believers. Um, he He's their, their faith, and he prays for opportunity to visit them. He wants to come visit them. This letter preceded, preceded Paul's first missionary journey. Uh, where he made his way way to Rome eventually, um, but uh, but he also hopes to strengthen and encourage them. And again, we talked about that last week. The purpose of uh, the epistles and the letters is to encourage, to exhort, to strengthen the body, uh, the churches. The a lot of these letters were passed around. Like I know this this letter was written to the Romans, um, and it definitely made it to the Roman church. But again, all, the way that these books became part of the Bible is that they were generally, uh, actually pretty much universally accepted as, you know, proper teaching for the church, no matter if it was the church in Rome, the church in Galatia, the church in Colossae, you know, these letters made circulation into, into a lot of these different churches. And so that was why they ended up making it into what we call the canon of scripture. Um, so that's, that's a little sidebar there. Um, but after he he uh, gives gives us little Thanksgiving and prayer, he's gonna he's gonna dive right into to his subject. So take us through the next couple of sections here. Sure. So the next uh, couple of verses, uh, Paul's gonna state the thesis of the of his letter to Ro- to the uh, Roman Church, um, which is the power of the gospel. Um, he declares that the gospel is the power of God for salvation for everyone who believes. This includes the Gentiles. Anthony already touched on that a little bit. Um, and that the righteousness of God is revealed through faith, which is uh, emphasize, which emphasizes that the just shall live by faith. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not works based. You don't work out your you don't work for your salvation. You work from your salvation. That's right. Um, the gospel is about God's son. Um, it's a revelation of God's righteousness. We already talked about that. Um, so that's really the, th- that's going to be the, maybe the main theme from which everything else flows from yep. um, throughout the rest of the book of Romans. So uh, Anthony kind of touched on it where there are going to be four kind of major parts in the book of Romans. Uh, we're going to tackle a couple, like two of them tonight. So we'll do two tonight, two next week. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right, so the first part here, 
um, is on sin, the law, Christ, and faith. It's going to carry us through um, about into chapter five here. Um, So from chapter one into chapter five. So Paul's going to discuss humanity's fallen nature. Uh, the universe, universal universality of sin. Um, <laughs> and what's funny is I like I saw it earlier and I looked at it and I was like, I got that. That's going to be easy. And, and it, yeah, I had a problem. Um, and the inability of the law to save um, this inability is expressed through idolatry in chapter one, verses 18 through 32. Um, and we've touched on that a lot, that the law in and of itself does not have the ability to. Like keeping the law in in and of itself does not have the ability to save anybody. Yeah, and, and you don't keep the laws to like I I just said it. You don't keep the law to gain your salvation. You follow the law, um, because of your salvation, because you've been yeah. saved by the blood of Jesus. Therefore, you want to, uh, live in His statutes and and follow His commands and all that kind of all that kind of stuff. There, so that's right. Um, so having the law does not give an advantage to the Jews, um, this, but it displays their condemnation. Um, mm-hmm. This points back to John 3. Um, and so while it's showing that God is always faithful, uh, Paul then shows that the Jews and Gentiles alike are, are sinful and in need of help beyond of what the law can provide. So this is Paul really mirroring the idea that the there's the gentiles are no different than the jews you know there's there's cultural differences of course but when you look at it as humanity as a whole there's no difference between jew gentile greek like there's there's no paul Paul is saying we're all in the same boat we all need the gospel we all need jesus um because the law by itself can't help us we on our own have proven time and time again throughout all of the old Testament that we can't do it on our own. Mm-hmm. And so that is why we all need Jesus. Yeah. Um, Paul explains that righteousness comes through faith in Jesus. Um, he uses Abraham as an example. Um, and then he really concludes the section uh, with the uh, talking about justification by faith. Um, mm-hmm. He contrasts this with Adam's sin. Um, but, Adam's sin leads to recon- reconciliation with God, um, which is brought on through the sacrifice of Christ. So yeah. man is reconciled to God through Christ's sacrifice. Um, and really without what Jesus did for us on the cross, then there's no hope for humanity. Like, and mm-hmm. I, I don't, we're, we're obviously not sitting here talking about it if that doesn't happen. <laughs> so, um, that really gets us through the first part of Romans, and mm-hmm. um, the next part carries us uh, into from basically the beginning of chapter five into or through chapter eight. So, Anthony, why don't you uh, why don't you take us through that? Yeah, so uh, five through eight is probably some of the most quoted uh, scriptures in in all of scripture. You know. Um, Romans 5, 8 uh, is quoted a lot of times. Romans 8, basically all of Romans 8 can be quoted uh, from time to time. Um, you know, I, I know we've referenced it at least two or three hundred times on this podcast. <laughs> Accurate. Um, but it, 
but it's real. I mean, this is Paul has built an argument exactly what you just walked through there. He talks about how we can't do it on our own, our inability. You know, this this really is a, a place where um, a lot of more uh, guys who take a reformed approach to the scripture would say this is where total depravity comes from. You know, we, mm-hmm. we get our arguments from total depravity in chapters one through five of Romans. And then you move in five through eight and you find out that that total depravity is fixed by Christ. You know, that's that's basically Paul's argument here is that that Christ is the reason that you can overcome uh, what you have, and it's by the work of the Spirit that we're going to get through. So Paul dives right into the, the second half of chapter 5 by exploring the contrast of Adam and Christ, and exactly what you just talked about there where he sets up this, this uh Adam's sin brought uh, condemnation, and then um, the the reconciliation comes through the sacrifice of Christ. And mm-hmm. so because of that, our justification is by faith alone in Christ Jesus, which is one of the five solas of the scripture, sola fide, which is by faith alone. And so um, Paul dives into this at the end of chapter five. He explores the difference between sin and grace. And these comparison points here are, are really pointing to both the complete depravity that we have in Adam and the complete salvation that we have in Christ. Mm, and yeah. and it's, a, I mean, it is a opposite ends of the spectrum as far as the East is from the West. And, you know, if you're in Adam, you're dead. If you're in Christ, you're alive. And I mean, Romans five really lays that out pretty clearly um, in, in my opinion. And so um, go read the text and decide for yourself if, if you think Paul lays it out. I think he does an excellent job of laying it out, and I think that's what Scripture teaches us right there, is that that if we are not in Christ, we are in Adam, and if we are in Adam, we are dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if we are dead, we have no hope of salvation. There's nothing in us that will that will bring any type of hope for salvation unless we forego that death and give our, our life to Christ. And so... Um, then he discusses, uh, as he moves on through chapters uh, 6 and 7, he discusses the role of the law and the power of the Spirit um, as it assures us in salvation. So with when you're in Christ, you remember, let's go back to uh, the end of the Gospels and talking about Acts. Jesus says, I'm going to send a helper. The helper is the Holy Spirit. We see the works of the Holy Spirit in the book of Acts. Uh, we talked about that. And then here we're going to, we're going to see what the Holy Spirit helper actually does, which is assure us of our salvation. Mm-hmm. And so there's going to be three analogies that that Paul uses right here to kind of walk through this assurance that we have. The first is the death, burial, and resurrection being pictured in baptism. Now, baptism is one of those things that, that can be very controversial for uh, if you're a Baptist and a Presbyterian, um, because Presbyterians like to sprinkle people and Baptists like to dunk people. Um I personally am a dunker. I like uh, I, I subscribe to credo baptism, which is on your profession of faith, and it's a full submersion um, because what a what that submersion actually represents. Um, it represents the death, the burial, and you're dying to yourself, and you're buried, you're submerged underwater, uh, and then you bring up your, your raised to walk newness of life. And so mm-hmm. um, 
so yeah, so that's the the baptism reference there with the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. That's in chapter six, the first part of chapter six. And then we have the, the comparison and contrast of slavery and freedom. And this is really interesting because this is where um, Paul gets into this, like, you're either a slave to Christ or you're a slave to sin. Um, mm-hmm. And and there's no, there's no, you're a slave to one of the other ones, but you have to, like, you you, you have to get that in there. Okay. Yeah. You're either a slave to sin or you're a slave to Christ. Um, and so so I think it's I think it's interesting that Paul really sets up this binary like option right here. Um yeah. I know that's unpopular in today's language, but it but it really is it's a binary option. You're a slave to one or you're a slave to the other. And yeah. so so you see that uh that there at the end of chapter six, and then in um Chapter seven, he walks into a comparison between death and marriage and how, you know, when we're dying to ourselves um, and and really that's, you know, he contrasts that with what a marriage actually is. Um, so he uses those three analogies to kind of set up what we're talking about in this whole section, which is sin, the law, Christ and the spirit. He's bringing the spirit in. You talked mm-hmm. about faith and then now we're bringing spirit into the conversation. Okay. Yeah. So talk a little bit about this this battle between the flesh and the spirit. Yeah, so Paul gets into this and he says that um yeah, you know, we we have this battle between the flesh and the spirit and, and if you're a new belie- if you're a believer in Jesus, you experience this on a daily basis. You you yeah. you're you are still enslaved um to the world. Like, mm-hmm. but not enslaved, but like you're still a slave in the world, but you're not a slave to the world. I don't know. Yeah. Like, like we're stuck here and until Jesus calls us home. We're still stuck here. We're called it's to live already. Not yet tension that we yeah. talked about last week. Yeah. So, you know, we, you have the spirit in you, but you still have your fleshly desires. You, you have to overcome those desires in your heart. And a lot of times you're going to fail. And a lot yeah. of times <laughs> you're going to, you know, really screw things up. And you'll have to repent and and get right with Jesus and try again. Um, But that doesn't separate you from the security that Jesus um, provides for you. Yeah. Uh, So so like you, you trust in Jesus, you repent of your sin, you trust him as savior. You're having this internal battle and then you sin. Well, God doesn't say, well, you messed up once. I got no need for you. No, because of Jesus and because his blood covers all sins for all of humanity, for all of man time, all of all of time, because he is perfect and because he because he resurrected like everything we've talked about in the New Testament so far, basically, mm-hmm. because of all that. Your sin cannot separate you from the love of Jesus. Like yep. your your sin cannot separate you. So um the spirit can kind of be seen like God responds to this um th- this tension almost with a third law, and yeah. that is the spirit. Um and, and we see the spirit here. The spirit, uh, I'm just gonna go through these real quick. It is happens in chapter eight. So um in verse four, we see that the spirit fulfills the law in us. In verses five through thirteen, we see that the spirit stands against the sinful nature. So 
when you are struggling and wanting to give in to temptation and your like your sinful nature is pulling you like the spirit is standing against that nature yeah. wanting to prevent you from doing whatever it is like whatever that sin may be yeah um and then in verses 14 through 17 we see that the spirit leads us in the present so when you have a a decision or or something that you're trying to do right then the spirit can lead you to make the right decision in in that moment yeah um verses 18 through 25 the spirit guarantees us the future um we know that our future is secure because of the work of jesus the spirit um helps us to remember that helps us to um stay focused on that but like i, I don't like i don't know how else to word that um Verses 26 and 27 in chapter 8, we see that the Spirit aids us through suffering. So when you're going through trials, tribulations, loss, um, difficult times in your life, whatever it may be, the Spirit is there as your helper to aid you through those suffering, difficult times. Yeah. Um, and then maybe the I would, I would argue this is the most important thing that the Spirit does for us here. But it conforms us to the likeness of Christ. Yep. Um, if if we're going to say that the only reason that we aren't called home after we accept Jesus is because one, there's work to be done still, but two, because we need we're working to be more like Jesus and not working to be more like Jesus in a if you don't make it, you don't make it kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but like, but if our goal is to be more like Jesus, the Spirit helps us. To accomplish that goal. Yes. And, and it's only through the spirit. Like it's not Michael's flesh doesn't want to do that. Anthony's flesh doesn't want yeah. to do that. <laughs> like that is only through the spirit that yeah. we want to be more like Jesus. And do we succeed every moment of every day? Absolutely not. Like, like nope. there are times where it is blatantly obvious. We're like, yep, I did that because I wanted to do that. Mm hmm. And that's that there's nothing about the you know, the spirit didn't lead me in that decision. That's what I wanted to do. And now I'm having to pay the consequences or whatever <laughs> that may be. Um, but when we are more like Jesus, that is the spirit leading us to be more like Jesus. Yeah. So yep. So then you get to the closing section of Romans chapter eight, and Paul closes um this are uh, this form of the argument uh with an exhortation. Um he is going to say in this section that God is for us. He's not against us. Um, we just exactly what you talked about. We can never be separated from him. Um, and I just want to, I think I've mentioned this before, but if you read Romans cover to cover, front to back, um, there there's a section of it that you're like, man, if you just pulled out that one section, everything else would read almost identical. Um, mm -hmm. And that's chapters 9, 10, and 11. And that it's it's where we've mentioned, I think, is because, you know, we I've said I have said you could pull nine, ten and eleven out and almost make an entirely different book like Ro second Romans, uh, if you want to. Mm. Um, but you could end in chapter eight and then skip to chapter 12. And I just I've done I think I've done this before, but just I'm going to read the ending of chapter eight real quick. This is picking up in verse 31, where it says, what then shall we say to these things? Talking about what you just talked about. 
Okay, all the things that the Spirit does, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him graciously, gives us all things. Who shall bring us, who shall bring a charge against God's elect? Is it God who justifies? Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised? Who is at the right hand of God? Who indeed is interceding for us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we are being killed all day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am, for I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. So that's Mm. the end of chapter 8. Now, skip over to chapter 12, all right? Nothing shall separate us from the love of Christ, Christ Jesus, okay? Therefore, I appeal to you, brothers, by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual act of worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. You know, it's, it, I, I, I believe 100% that Romans 9, 10, and 11 need to be in Scripture. And they're in Scripture exactly where they need to be because God wanted them to be there. Mm-hmm. you know. But I, I think it's interesting that sandwiched in between two statements, what can separate us from the love of God? Nothing is going to separate us. And because nothing can separate us, we should offer ourselves as living sacrifices to yeah. God. Mm-hmm. You know, sandwiched in between those two statements is this this diatribe that Paul has about his kinsmen. And if it, I wish I, you know, he says at one point, I wish I could throw myself, you know, I'd give up my salvation if it meant salvation for the Jews, but it doesn't. You know, that's that's the thing that he he gets to is, is in this argument. He says he's basically reiterating in 9, 10 and 11 everything that he has argued up to the point, up to verse 8, verse 39. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you, you can't pull this out. You can't say it separate, but look, it's exactly what I was talking about last week. Look at the arguments of Paul in the complete and total context of what he's writing. You know, don't cherry pick chapter 9 out because you like what it says. Don't cherry pick chapter 11 out because you like what it says. Look at the entire argument that Paul is making. Paul is making the argument in all of Romans that God is going to do what God is going to do, and there's nothing that we can do to change that. Mm-hmm. God is sovereign. God is the one who gets to decide. We are the ones who have to live by the Spirit. We are the ones who are commanded to to follow and and do what the Spirit leads us to do. And and as believers in Christ, you know, he closes out chapter eight right here by saying, hey, look, if you mess up, that's fantastic. Nothing is going to separate you. You're still good. Keep trucking. Keep going on. You know, if you mess up, that's not going to hinder God. God's bigger than your mess ups. 
Right. It's going to be okay. You know? And so, so many times we get, we get hung up on, did I do this or did, did God, you know, will me to do that? You know, it's, and, and we're getting hung up on details that don't matter. It's stupid to argue about if God decreed something or not, because guess what? We're all human and we don't know. So it's stupid to argue about dumb stuff like that. Yeah. You know, let's focus on what scripture commands us to do, which is live by the spirit, you know, allow the spirit to work in your life. If you didn't do that today, great. Say a prayer tonight, confess your sins to God, say, God, I did not live by the spirit today. I was terrible. I did this, 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 and this. It was awful. Can you help me tomorrow? And then make a conscious effort to get up in the morning and live life by the spirit tomorrow. You know, that is what we're called to do as believers in Christ. That's what scripture tells us we should do. And and that's what Romans tells us we should do. And we're going to talk about the last half of Romans, starting with chapter nine next week. Um, And so, so, you know, I want you, I want to set everybody up for that because Romans is a fantastic book. I love the book of Romans. It's so great. Mm -hmm. So you got anything to add for that? Let me think. No, I don't think so. Awesome. But we, I would like to pray? pray for us. Yeah. Do it. I pray do for that. us. All right. Uh, God, thank you for tonight. Thank you for another opportunity to dive into your word, to um, just discuss the truths that are just so uh, evident through your word. Thank you for the book of Romans. Thank you for Paul. Um, thank you for using him to, to pen this book. And God, I Thank you for the truths that are in it. Thank you for um, the confidence that we have that uh, your love does not uh, fail. Your love does not uh, ever leave. Um, No matter what we do, no matter how we act, no matter how we treat others, uh, no matter how we sin against you, God, your love um, is constant. Your love is um, there for us, and we just... All we need to do is repent and turn back to you and um, trust you and uh, lean on uh, the Holy Spirit to to lead us to to uh, just be more like Jesus. Uh, God, we know that you uh, want us to be uh, more like Jesus, and we desire that as well. God, I just pray that you help us every single day to make the choices to um that will lead us to end up looking more like your son um god forgive us when we when we choose to do things that um don't reflect your son that don't reflect who you are that don't reflect what you've done for us god forgive us for for falling into our flesh um and god i pray that you give us opportunities to showcase who you are and and what you've done for us and what you can do for others. Um, We thank you, God, for uh, how you continue to move, how you continue to work. God, we just pray that you you use us to be a small part of that in in whatever way you see fit. So, um, God, we love you. We thank you again for um, the many blessings you pour out on us, the your grace and mercy that is new for us every day. And uh, God, we just trust that um, you are um, just 
honored and glorified in in what we do here tonight um jesus we love you and again thank you for uh, all you do for us we pray this in your precious name amen amen anthony if our listeners wanted to find the beers in bible podcast on social media places where would they do that on the social media places you can hit us up on the instagram at beers and bible underscore you can find us on the twitter or the x whatever you want to call it at beers and bible p1 you can search us on facebook by searching the beers and bible podcast and then you can email us directly it's like it's like secret channel directory there at beers and bible podcast at gmail.com so uh, only people who listen to the podcast get that. Nobody else does. So feel special that you got that. Mm. There you go. Well, Michael, it's been a good week. It's been good talking it about Romans. And I hope that at least for the next week that your beer stays cold. I hope your refrigerator doesn't go out in the heat. Your beer stays cold. Your Bible stays open. And we will see you later. Peace out.